So I said, okay, so he got me the medical evaluation, as we talked about earlier. I did the petition, got it filed in Stafford County. And my clients called me the next day, panicked. They said, they're gone. So what do you mean they're gone? They took off. And uh, what he had done is he, um, I guess he suspected something was up. He puts her in the car and they take off. He marries her in Tennessee in front of a judge. And from there, they had no idea. They're like, we don't know where she's at, what's going on. Hi, friends. This is Jason Blair, and this is the Silver Linings Handbook podcast bonus episode. This is part of a conversation I had this week with our guest, Elizabeth McMaster, an attorney who works in a specialized type of law that focuses on guardianships, conservatorships, and other measures that help protect the disabled or incapacitated. These include people who are suffering from conditions that prevent them from being able to take care of themselves, whether the people have severe intellectual disabilities, are mentally ill, or elderly people who struggle with things like Alzheimer's disease or dementia. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the earlier part of our conversation, I recommend you go back and take a listen. While high-profile cases like those of pop star Britney Spears and football player Michael Orr make the news and grab headlines, most guardianships and conservatorships are quite routine. They are pretty ordinary, but some are extraordinary. In this bonus episode, Elizabeth and I talk about a Virginia case that became national and international that she calls the Granny Kidnapping. I, one of the things I was wondering about, do you have stories, like positive stories from some of these cases that really stick out to you? Positive? Oh, absolutely. I would say it. I would say the majority of the intellectually disabled young adults, those are all, I think, good stories just because the parents are just, you know, it. it I feel bad that the parents have to go to court because their child's turned 18, but let's say has Down syndrome. But they're doing it to protect them, and I think that's a great thing. Nothing's changing in their life. Um, they're going, you know, tomorrow's a, just a different day, and mom and dad are still mom and dad. So those are good. But I will say my my most favorite is my the granny napping case I had, where Tell mom. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such a story. So my second year in practice, of course, I opened my practice right out of law school. So I meet with a client and his wife and his brother, and they said, we think mom has dementia. Um, she might have Alzheimer's. I said, okay, what makes you think that? Well, she thinks the stuffed cat's real that she has, and she just doesn't seem to know who we are, even though we live in the same neighborhood. I said, oh, Okay. I said, does she have a medical directive or a power of attorney? Oh, well, she drew some up or an attorney did. She just never signed them because she um, 
didn't want to lose control. Mm. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, what else is going on? And the, the brother, the younger brother said, well, my ex-boyfriend is living with her. When we broke up, she took him in. He had nowhere to go. And he's acting strange. Oh, no. And I went, okay. And I said, why? Well, we went to get her tax documents. We always do her taxes or the or same person does taxes. And we showed up and he told us to come back later. And then we went back and he opened the door in his underwear and said, leave us alone. We're in love and slammed the door in their face. Oh, wow. And he was in his fifties and she was in her eighties and he was gay. Number one. So they were like, okay, yeah, we probably need to see an attorney. So safe bet, safe bet. Yeah. So back um, during that time, there was a geriatrician we had in town who made house calls, believe it or not. Wow. That's old school. It is old school. So I got them in touch with him and he made a time to go out and visit with her when this guy was at work. Um, And to tell you timeframes, this is the guy worked at Borders bookstore. Wow. It's been a while. (laughs) Been a while. (laughs) So they met the doctor at the house, the geriatrician, and he met with mom and uh, he asked her what the date was. And there was a, newspaper laying there so she grabs the newspaper and reads the date off the newspaper and then um so he's talking to her about some other things and then he asked her who are these two gentlemen pointing to her sons who are these two gentlemen and she looked at the doctor said i've never seen them before in my life oh wow yeah (laughs) um and he was like okay so he called me the doctor he's like yeah she's got moderate alzheimer's she's pretty far And um, so I said, okay. So he got me the medical evaluation, as we talked about earlier. I did the petition, got it filed in Stafford County. And my clients called me the next day, panicked. They said, they're gone. So what do you mean they're gone? They took off. And uh, what he had done is he, um, I guess he suspected something was up. He puts her in the car and they take off. He marries her in Tennessee. Whoa. In front of a judge. Wow. And from there, they had no idea. They're like, we don't know where she's at, what's going on. And so my client's wife said, I have her social security number. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a credit check. So she did a credit check and she said, I got a hit in California. So I ended up hiring a private investigator in California in LA. And he found them within 45 minutes because he knew something wow. about DNA. He had a That's the utility. The yeah. utility company, yeah. And he said, Oh, they're li- living in Lancaster, California. And um, I went, Oh, because everything was in her name. So the police were not less than helpful because they called her and she said she was okay. And they said, Well, she's not under guardianship. There's nothing we can do. So that was frustrating. I learned a lot. So. <laughs> And this is like two years in? Two years of practice. You must have been like, if this is the day-to-day. Well, I knew at the time this is probably going to be one of my biggest cases. I didn't know it was going to be the biggest one I ever had. But um, so, of course, we have the guardian at Lightham, and she had to fly out to California. 
but she worked with a bigger firm. So we had to go to court and she asked the judge to sign an order stating that we had to pay her fees to go out to California. And I'll never forget him looking at her. And he said, if Ms. McMaster asked you to fly to China, would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) She She was like, yeah, um, sure. (laughs) And he's like, I'm not signing anything. Just (laughs) just do your duty. (laughs) I was like, oh, my goodness. I told her, you're going to get paid. Just, (laughs) gosh. She didn't like flying. So, oh, well. So she went out and she bet with her. She flew out there met with her and recorded the whole conversation. And this poor lady thought she was married to her first husband. She thought she was in her twenties. She didn't have children yet because she was a German war bride. She met her husband, her second husband. He was in the U S military and she went to work for him after the war. Her first husband was a Nazi and he left her or was killed in action. This is what she thought. Yes. And um, so my client, actually, his father was the Nazi, and her second husband, the American, ended up adopting him. So she thought she was still married to him. And uh, so the granite lamb flies back, and she does like a 15-page report. It's the longest granite lamb report I've ever seen. And um, so we're getting ready. We're a couple weeks out before court, and I get a call from my client saying he's trying to sell the house. <laughs> I said, oh, wow. I said, wait a minute. So they lived in a gated community. There was a guardhouse and they knew what was going on. And so apparently the grass had not been cut. So they put an HOA lien on and he was irate because he said, well, we're selling the house. We're going to closing in two days. And so they played stupid And they, oh, okay, well, you just need to get somebody to cut your grass and we'll give you a couple numbers, you know, for you to call. And um, we'll send something to your attorney or your closing, whoever's doing the closing for you. Who is that? (laughs) So they got the name. (laughs) Well done, sneaky people. (laughs) Right. And they called my client who called me and said, this is the attorney doing the closing. So this is like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm like typing up a letter really, really quick. And I have all my paperwork. And so I fax all this paper to to this attorney. And probably 30 minutes later, I get a phone call. And he said, well, I guess this isn't going to happen, is it? (laughs) No, no, it's not. So how did you guys eventually get her back? Well, so we had the hearing in Stafford County. And I made sure my client... Um, and his brother got tickets for the next day to fly out to California, and they were met by the private investigator and a sheriff's deputy. So they went to this apartment that they were staying in, and uh, he was there, but she wasn't. And they said, we're here to get mom. We're taking her home. And he said, well, that's too bad. I put her on a plane to Germany last night. No. Yes. So... She was sent over. She had cousins who were still living in Germany. And their last name, he can't make it up. Their last name is Alzheimer with an S. <laughs> so this guy would go into no end. And he, that is telling. That is, yes. So he sends her off to Germany. I'm freaking out <laughs> because I'm going, what in the world? 
So somebody in the Virginia Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, her daughter worked at the embassy, the German embassy. So I got in contact with her and they did a well visit. The, the State Department did a visit just to make sure she was okay and she was there, which they did. And she was. And at that point, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. This is outside. <laughs> Call the UN. I just, <laughs> and there's like no international like kidnapping of children. There's nothing for, you know, 80 some year old um, adults. And so he eventually flew over there because my client was trying to get in touch with the cousins. But of course, the cousins didn't know English. My client no longer knew German because it was not really cool to speak German in the U.S. after World War II, believe it or not. So he lost all of his German when he mm. moved over here. So he just happened to meet. He's a um, he was he's probably retired now. He's a cobbler. And this, this case is so crazy. It is. So this one, this woman walks in. She's German, and she was working on the Aquia Harbor. Um, she was doing something with the Aquia Harbor. Um, up in Stafford with the mall and she made her shoes fixed and he's like are you from Germany she's like oh yeah and he said can you translate for me (laughs) and so we hired her to kind of be the go-between between the cousins and my client and so I told my client I said well whatever you do we don't know how this is gonna shake out you need to get your passport So I made him go to D.C. to get an expedited passport just in case. And it's a good thing I did because he um, got a call from Germany. She had had sometimes people with Alzheimer's, they have like these little mini strokes or these little TIA and that happened. And so her family just kind of dumped her at the hospital and gave them my client's information. Phone number? Wow. Hot potato. (laughs) Here you go here you go. We don't want the bill. So, so my client calls the doctor and explains the entire situation. And so the doctor said, um, we'll keep her here until you can get over here, but you need to get over here now. So he flies over. So he's flying out of Dulles. I'm at the Richmond airport getting ready to fly to Portugal, um, to go on vacation. And I'm going, well, if I have to fly from Lisbon to, I don't know. And so the whole time I'm flying, I'm thinking about, did he get her? What's going on? And so as soon as I got to Portugal, we got to the hotel, I checked my email and I got an email saying, Jim's got her. She's on the way home. So she was sitting there with her little suitcase and he's like, come on, mom, it's time to go home. So picked her up, brought her home. And um, I went to her birthday the next year. They had a birthday party for her. And first time I ever met her. And of course she had no idea what was going on, but she was with her family and she was safe and ended up dying in her, her own bed. And I went to her Mm. funeral, but she had no idea about what happened those six months. Wow. It was six months. Holy cow. She's out in, she's out in California and then from California to Germany. And, um, and so and my biggest concern, too, once we got her back, I'm thinking, good Lord, what happens if she dies? Because he would be entitled as her spouse to a third of her estate. So we uh, hired an attorney in Tennessee and had that uh, marriage annulled. Annulled. So here's the, here's the, it, it, do you think that's what it was? He wanted money? 
Oh yeah. We think okay. he got probably at least 150 grand out of her. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me know. There's it's a good thing. We have attorneys like you. I was going to ask, what do you think the world would look like if we didn't have these laws and this kind of law? Um, you would just have predators out there. Um, that like that guy that would he would have depleted everything she had and she probably would have ended up in a nursing home i guess on medicaid or who knows so there you know there needs to be protections in place we have public guardianships for people who don't have family or their family are the abusers that has happened in the past too where the family members are the ones who are actually <laughs> um stealing money from the individual and so you have to have a third party come in and act. So it would be, you know, it would just be open season on people that are diminished because mm-hmm. you will always, that neighbor next door or that nice caregiver or they're, they're, they're out there everywhere. <sighs> yeah. I, would hate to live in a world like that. I know it's hard. I know it's tough, but I would hate to, I would hate to live in, live in. um. I had one where um, the woman didn't have dementia. She had some kind of cognitive issue with that part of her brain where she, um, she gave $250,000 away to scammers from Jamaica. Um, I forget where else they would send her burner phones they, I mean, she would get these checks and go cash them at a bank and send them, you know, all this money. And she lost $250,000. Wow. And this woman, I was talking to her because to talk to her, you wouldn't think, you know, cause she could tell you about the past. She could tell you about certain, you know, she had told me she was very proud of it. She'd been to all seven continents. And I said, really? Even Antarctica? She's like, yeah, I took a cruise there. I said, mm. oh, fascinating. <laughs> you know, she was just a really neat, well, obviously well-traveled woman. <laughs> just was Needless given- to say, there are no cruises unless you work for the National Science Foundation to... <laughs> <laughs> well, she, no, she did, though. She, I guess, she, I don't really? know how she, she did. She went. That's amazing. Because uh, her her family, I said, didn't your mom really get Antarctica? They're like, oh yeah. That is crazy. Okay, yeah. that is cool. That is <laughs> that is a neat person. So, like you know, in for any of us at any time in life, either even though we don't like to think about it, we could end up in this situation, or we could have a loved one end up in this situation. What message do you, would you want? people who may face this someday, even though we don't want to think about it or have it in the forefront of our mind, what, what message would you want them to take away big picture? Well, you know, you know, one of the easiest things to do um, that we tell people all the time is get your documents in order. If you, even if you feel great and nothing's wrong, um, you should at least have a power of attorney, um, medical directive, a will and or trust, and have people in the the position, fiduciary positions that you trust, S- people that are not going to steal your money, people that are going to do as you want them to do. 
um, to be your agent and to do as you wish. That's really the best thing that can be done. And, you know, not just do it and forget about it, pull it out every five years and look at it to make sure has Mm. anything changed? Um, Do I need to update? Um, And just, you know, be an adult. This is Jason Blair, and this is a Silver Linings Handbook podcast bonus episode. We'll see you all again in a few days. Thank you.